So, we just observed communion, which is one of the most unique and most important practices of the church today. Ten minutes ago, we did it. We have been doing this for forever, but communion or the Lord's Supper. And again, let me say, although we have traditionally done them together with foot washing and communion, please don't get bent out of shape that we take communion without foot washing. There was no command for them to be done simultaneously or always at the same time. Clearly, since the pandemic, we've not had foot washing in the way we normally have it. We are looking at how we can get back to that. But in the meantime, amen, at least we are observing the communion. Bible scholars are still at odds as to whether foot washing was commanded as a sacrament in the same way baptism and communion was Everybody agrees on at least those two. Some Bible scholars believe foot washing is a third one, but the jury is still out on that. But even if it wasn't commanded by the Lord to be done, we have seen value in it. Speaking of the foot washing, it speaks of humility, and uh, that is a lesson we can all use a good dose of over and over. Praise God. But most of us know that Jesus is the one who started communion and uh, commanded us to do it. And so we have been doing this and we will not stop. There's a major passage of scripture that deals with communion that I want to explore this morning. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians 11, and from verse 17, I think we could start at verse 1, and then we skip to verse 17, and we're going all the way to verse 34. 1 Corinthians 11, reading verse 1, then we jump from 1 to 17, and down to the end. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And verse 17 now says, Now, in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not. Listen, he, he immediately begins to chastise the church. He immediately begins to complain to the church that you're not behaving correctly. He says, I don't praise you in this, that you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions. Everybody say divisions. Somebody say divisions have no place in the church. 
No, don't say it like you're afraid to say it. Say divisions have no place in the church. That's right. And he says, I hear, first of all, I hear that there be divisions among you. And I, I partly believe it. Hmm? For there must be also heresies among you. Somebody say, heresies no have no place either. That they which are approved may be made known or made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, into one place, when you come together in the church at 12 Slide Road, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. Thank God we're gone to the wafer now because some of you, when we used to break the bread, you used to say, then I walk in and lick a piece of bread that. Like a full you come for full your belly. It's not, a, it's not a belly full. It is representative of the Lord. For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper. And one is hungry. And another is... Seriously? This is... Is he talking to saints or sinners here? Saints. And he says, one is hungry and another is drunk. Please stand with me. We're going to read the rest of it. Uh, we normally stand in reverence to the word of God. I, I, I sounded like I started preaching already and maybe you just remain seated. But what? He says, have you not houses to eat and drink in or despise you the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? course I praise you not for I have received of the Lord the Lord showed me the Lord revealed unto me that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks he break it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped saying this cup is the new testament in my blood this do ye as oft as you drink it pause right there some people say how we take so long to do communion well the bible never told you how often to do it he never said you should even do it often. He said, as often as you do it. Is that what it says? As often. That's different from saying, do it often. But as often as you do it, you, or you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show forth the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whoever, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, there it is, there it is, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Verse 28, but let a man examine himself. You don't have to eat it unworthily. You don't have to drink the cup unworthily. Examine yourself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of the cup once you have examined yourself for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily watch it now eateth and drinketh damnation 
condemnation judgment to himself not discerning not really understanding not appreciating the lord's body for this cause mm -hmm, people who eat and drink the body and blood of the lord unworthily many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep that word sleep don't mean go to bed and snore it means die you drop out for i or if for if we would judge ourselves we should not be judged but when we are judged we are chastened of the lord that we should not be condemned with the world huh? wherefore my brethren when you come together to eat tarry one for another and if any man hunger if anybody is hungry let him eat at home that he come not together unto condemnation and the rest will i set in order when i come every head bowed every eye closed father we need you right now as i share this word as we teach this word i pray that you will anoint it to the ears and the hearts of your people in the name of jesus christ of nazareth we thank you now even as we participated in in partaking of your body and blood i pray that you will help us to understand what it really means in jesus name and everybody said amen again we say amen god bless you you may be seated i i don't even feel led to give this teaching a title but it's just maybe the importance of communion the importance ask your neighbor what is the importance of communion ask somebody beside you what is the importance of communion mm. this scripture that we have read for sure gives us the clearest meaning the clearest single explanation of the purpose of communion this scripture that we just read and if you were reading and tracking with me and you didn't get it you need to read it again and again because Paul was complaining to the Corinthian church isn't the Corinthian church a troublesome church huh? weren't they troublesome whether it was marriage whether, whether it was fornication whether it was communion them always had some issue but what it does show us is even if we are troublesome as individuals and as a church even if we have challenges the fact that God brought the Corinthian experiences as part of the Word of God it is there for our example that we may learn that we may see what it is they did and did not do why God had to include this episode and this these chapters of the Bible for our learning so this scripture explains the purposes of communion and Paul explains 
as you remember we read for I received from the Lord what I delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he break it and said this is my body now there are some religions that teach the transliteration of the the body the bread and the wine they teach that when we bless it it literally becomes the body and blood of the Lord we do not teach that we do not go that far but you should completely accept it as symbolic of the body and blood of the Lord so in other words we're not I'm not teaching you that what you just had when we blessed it and prayed for it it literally became the flesh and blood of Jesus in the literal sense I mean that's spiritually yes but not literally the body and blood of Jesus is not here physically but spiritually what we just did is very symbolic of eating the body and of when you drink the cup you are literally sharing in the blood of Jesus this is why and you know how powerful blood is that's why the Bible says the, the life of the flesh is where in the yes the life of your body is in your blood and this is why we have terms like spilling blood to the ground when people talk about murders and mayhem they're spilling people's blood in the ground what they're really saying is they're spilling people's life in the ground and so Paul made it quite clear that when we drink of the cup Jesus said because he took it and uh, after he supped it he said this cup is the new testament in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes so using this passage today i want to draw a few points from it to leave with you concerning the significance of communion because you're taking it and if i were to send a bike out there uh, two mics one there one there and say tell me what is the importance of communion most of you could attempt to answer it but would you really give a complete answer do you really know what you just did and if you're not a hundred percent sure then after this teaching you will never again be able to say you don't know what communion means it's very simple it's very very simple when I say simple simple to understand what it means but it's very profound what it stood for and so number one communion is a memorial everybody say memorial communion is a memorial brother Shema I don't know if you can type on a word or PowerPoint.
point of something and just put up just a four points you don't have to put anything else i'm saying but communion number one communion is a memorial everybody say memorial again communion is a memorial write it down on your tablet write it on your phones wherever you are i don't have any notes to give you but twice in this passage jesus is quoted as saying do this in do this in do this in remembrance of me it's interesting and i'm not afraid to say it because i don't have a problem with it but there are some people who say even the celebration of christmas nowhere in the bible can you find where jesus says you must celebrate his birth so they say see you must celebrate christmas i mean that's 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 not true that's not so yes it is true that jesus didn't say but that doesn't mean you can't celebrate it but what i'm saying he what did he say what did he say you should do in remembrance of him drink of the cup and eat of his blood twice he said it and each of the elements is to be taken specifically as an act of remembering jesus's sacrifice and how he gave himself for us the bread is meant to bring to mind the damage the injury to his body because look at look at it have you ever seen the passion of the christ the movie anybody ever seen the passion of the christ that movie with mel gibson that is an attempt to depict if you haven't seen it you should you should watch it i'm sure by now it's all over youtube free downloads it's been out for so long 10 12 15 years been a long time it's probably just all over the internet but in the passion of the christ they depicted the suffering that jesus went through they depict how the lashes that he got you know and the what we call cat -a nine tails and on the end of those leather straps the belts they would plait and sew hooks and bones into it so when you would lash someone and pull it it wasn't just the belt that slapped the person but the hooks and the, the the bones would sink in the flesh and cut below the subcutaneous tissues and and begin to penetrate the skin and go down into the first and second layer of the skin and just rip it that's why it was so bloody that's why it was such a gruesome death my god and uh, when you remember what he did now you cannot but really begin to see why you need to sacrifice for him you remember earlier in this service when i said come on everybody lift your hands and thank him for the cross and in about 17 seconds everybody was finished I was like seriously is that all you've got think of what he did think of the pain and the agony and you can't even find 30 seconds to keep your hand up to say father I th you can't even meditate for 60 seconds am I being unrealistic elder 
doesn't take all that bishop we know we understand really well Jesus could have done the same he could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him free but he died alone Emmanuel can we step up our worship just a little notch can we spend a little more time in in somber contemplation and reflection and I'm not even talking about noise now because you know me already I don't mind the noise there is a place and time for everything there's a time and place for noise but there's a time and place for reflection oh God there's a time and place when I don't want to be rushed if I go down on my knees to pray corporately, I, please don't, don't, don't get up in 60 seconds and want to rush on with the service. Isn't it okay to just, is it okay to just spend a little time in reflection and appreciation of what God has done when Jesus himself says, as often as you do this, you show forth my death do it in remembrance of me so even when we're not doing communion we can say lord we remember some of you the only time you you say the blood of jesus is when you're in trouble hello <laughs> somebody seems like they ought to rob you or you're walking down the street and it's late and you're going home and you see a man coming in the opposite direction or behind you and you don't know you're ready to plead the blood of Jesus not true because you know it protects you but then when 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 that's the only time you remember the blood of Jesus that's a selfish reason because you only remember it to save your skin but how about when there is nobody threatening you how about when there is no reason to feel fearful but you can say father I thank you for the blood Lord I thank you for the oh the blood of Jesus I wonder if there's anybody here that I'm getting through to today because we need to spend more time thinking about this Jesus himself is quoted twice in 1st Corinthians 11 as saying do this in remembrance of me the blood of sacrifices would be used in the making of covenants and now the new covenant verse 25 of salvation in Christ has been instituted by the death of Jesus Christ we sometimes liken the communion to the Passover but understand it's different the Passover is a commemoration of the freedom and the deliverance of the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage and and so the meal is similar in communion but it's really not the Passover because the Passover is a remembrance of deliverance so if you want to spiritualize it that's okay but understand the communion is not the Passover. The communion is not a, a, a literal remembrance of freedom and deliverance out of Egypt. It is a, a remembrance of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for you and shed for me. And because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we are free. So yeah, there are similarities, but it's really something different. And he says as often as you do this 
As a matter of fact, it was instituted out of the last Passover supper. That's why they had the bread and the wine there. They were already drinking wine and, and, and eating the bread. And Jesus took it and broke it. New Testament says break it. We would say broke it. And, and blessed it. And said, eat. This is my body that was broken for you. Can somebody say amen? So in the eating of the bread or the body and the drinking of the cup, the blood, we are remembering that Jesus has given his all to save us. What more can you give than your life? If you had a million dollars on you right now and a gunman stick you up and say give me the million dollars or i'm gonna kill you now you may contemplate whether he'll still kill you anyway but let's say he's honest and he said if you give me the million dollars i won't kill you what would you do what would you do you give the million dollars this is why the police will tell you if somebody's robbing you and they're trying to take your bag give them the bag because they might kill you if you don't no, they may kill you even if you do, but you don't know. And if they kill you, you won't know that they killed you. <laughs> because if you're still alive, suffering, you're praying that you'll, you'll, you'll survive. And somebody will come and save me. Hey! But you would give the million dollars to save your life. Jesus didn't give a, Jesus could have found any amount of gold and valuables that would have prevented him from dying. But the Bible says he died alone to set us free. He gave his everything 100%. And this is why I'm saying it is not fair when we are in a worship service, but we resist the cause to give a little sacrificial worship. Bishop, I can't hold up my hand so long. I'm not asked to hold up your hand because a lot of people hold up their hand and they're not worshiping. It's not the holding up of the hands. It's not the, even the making up of the face. It's what's coming from here. And when it's coming from the heart, there ought to be no rush, man. We would rush this thing too much. We're rushing it too much, man. Take a moment and just reflect. Jesus. Jesus we can watch a movie for two hours we can watch cable TV for six hours but we can't worship for six minutes don't shout me down man let me preach it is not enough for us to remember what Jesus has done for us we are called to share it. We are called to share in his suffering. How do you do that? How do you share in his suffering? How do we? Yeah, well, one way is to deprive ourselves of the proclivities of the flesh, the tendencies, the temptations, the, the way we lean, the way the flesh leans into seeking pleasure you avoid that yes put away all ungodliness right yes 
That's one way of sharing the suffering. When you give up, when, when your friends are ready, you have co-workers, you have neighbors, you have brothers and sisters who when them ready for party and when them ready for have fun, you almost feel left out. If the truth be told, if some of you be honest. I'm not saying you're running to do it, but it's kind of like the flesh is always pulling you. Not true. You know, we still live in a fleshly body that has its own desires and tendencies, that has its own needs to be gratified in the flesh and the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And when people around you are just living it up, and I'm not talking about you, <laughs> I'm just teasing you. When people around us are just living it up, but we, we have to say, oh Jesus, hallelujah. Yes, God, help me, God. Is it really easy? It's not always easy if the truth be told. Come on, don't lie. Sometimes if you're not careful too, you take a little sip or two. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not throwing stones at anyone. But thank God, drinking is not my problem. If I smell alcohol, I, I get drunk. I'm serious. I cannot have a glass of wine. I don't even try it, man. That's, yeah, I'm weak. Call it that. But thank God. <laughs> I don't mind being like that. But, but I'm saying there are times when we are drawn into things that, that are really not supposed to be named among us. Lord help us and if you want to go from just a little sipping and dipping we, we could go even into real hardcore stuff of fornication and adultery it's easy to get dragged into that and easy to justify it, and easy to say well I'll just pray a prayer and ask God to forgive it was easy for God to say 10,000 angels come and set me free but he said father if it's possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless somebody say nevertheless come on somebody say nevertheless I'm gonna worship God I'm tired but nevertheless I'm gonna worship him I feel like sleeping but nevertheless I'm gonna worship I feel like watching some more TV but nevertheless I feel like sleeping at three four o'clock in the morning but nevertheless God it's possible let this tiredness pass from me. Let this temptation pass from me. Oh God, because I am drinking this cup today and I ate this bread in remembrance of what you did. Can somebody put your hands together? And this brings us to the second truth. Don't worry, I spent half the time on the first one. So I'll still be done in good time. The second one, not only is communion a what memorial but communion is a proclamation somebody say proclamation proclamation what do you mean bishop he says for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do what proclaim 
It's not on the board now because we're putting the notes there, but that's what the word says in verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, hmm? you do show forth the Lord's death until he comes. To show forth something is to proclaim it. When you put up a billboard on the roadside and say, Digicel or so, Digicel is proclaiming a message. Uh, whether it's grace or Emmanuel, you're proclaiming, you're showing it forth. So communion is not only a memorial, but it's also a proclamation. And when we come together for communion, as we remember Jesus' death, we proclaim the truth of the gospel to one another. That's what we just did a while ago. We proclaimed it to one another. That's why we say, hold it up. And, and then when we pray the prayer of consecration, we say, let us all partake. And I say, this is the body of the Lord that was broken for you. Eat it in his remembrance. We are proclaiming to one another. Amen. The, the, the fact that he died, the fact that he went to Calvary, the fact that he gave his life for you and I, the fact that he went all the way to Calvary and set us free. But more than that, we proclaim it to those who have not yet trusted Christ and observed the act of us taking the Lord's Supper. Those who are here today that's not saved, no offense, but that's why I said we do not serve Lord's Supper. We do not serve communion to people who are not saved because you might take it unworthily. You may not understand the spiritual significance of it. This is not popcorn in a movie theater. This is not hot dogs. This is not fried chicken and chips. This is not pizza or even biscuits no it's the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and when we take it like this we proclaim because communion is a proclamation concerning the death of our Lord Jesus Christ can somebody say amen in other words communion is meant to preach proclaim because that's what I'm doing now as I teach. I'm proclaiming, I'm teaching, I'm sharing. And the communion itself is meant to preach. The communion itself is meant to remind you. This is why every time we do it, you should get back in line. The same way when you drive your car for three, six months. After a while, the tires, the wheels get out of alignment. And if you don't fix it, then one side is gonna... I remember about 15 years ago, a police stopped me on the ferry. And I didn't know. The outside of my tire, when you look at it, was brown knew but he went in front and looked under the vehicle and and looked on the inner side of the tire it was down to the threads some of you know what I'm talking about why because it was out of alignment you may look good when you come to church because we're just seeing you on the outside but God looks at the heart and when he looks at the heart he sees that you're down to threads Never forget it, the police took off my license plate, Sister Vernon, took off my license plates and gave me a little thing that if a police stopped me, I should say to them, I have, I don't remember how many hours, 
72 hours, whatever, to get the tires fixed and then carry it back to, to prove that it's, you know, been repaired or changed. My God. And so, so God is looking at the heart. And if you don't align those tires, it's going to get like that. So God is saying to us, when we have communion, it should preach a message to us that we need to get back in alignment. We need to get in divine alignment. I come in here every week and I look at the podium and some of the first things I see is whether the podium is a little off center. That's just me. That's just the way I am. Right now, it's, it could take another two inches this way but it's okay but that's I'm just saying now you need to look at your life and when you look in the mirror it's not just the dress that you're looking at it's not just the hat and the hair you need to look at the inner man are you really lined up in the Word of God are you really walking the way you should walk are you really living the life that you sing about in your song or are you just coming to show the outside of the tire that looks perfect let communion be a proclamation let it preach to you that your life need to be right with god hallelujah somebody put your hands together and praise god number three communion is not only a memorial a proclamation but it's also a reflection Somebody say reflection. Reflection. Paul continues, he says, Whosoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Then he says, God is not going to kick you out. God is not done with you just because you are in an unworthy state. God is not going to condemn you. He said, Paul says, no. All you have to do is examine yourself. Don't wait for the bishop to examine you. Don't wait for your husband or wife. Don't wait for the missionary or the minister to examine you. You do that best. Nobody can examine you like you can examine you. Because only God knows the intents of the heart. Only God knows the thoughts you were thinking last night. Only God knows the places you went while you were still in your bed. Yeah, because your mind went. And if your mind went, then uh, you know, you know, you know, you're just as guilty as if you had gone. Because every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and is enticed. And in these days when, you know, I used to say, my grandfather, you would have to go out on a Saturday night to look for trouble. But now you, you go to bed in trouble. You wake up in trouble. You dream in trouble. Lord have mercy. Everything is right at your fingertip. At the click of a mouse. Or the tap of a finger. You find a website that can give you the pleasure you need. And people are turning to these things for pleasure. Instead of turning to God. And even a lot of couples are suffering. Because of pornography. And things that are robbing them from each other. And instead of loving each other. They're, they're making love on, online. And it's just crazy. 
easy but God knows the thoughts that you're thinking God knows where you are and every time we have communion it should pull you back in divine line no I need to come over a little more into the world no I need to shift yeah I've gone too far or oh, take me back dear Lord to the place where I first received you take me back I feel that I'm so far from you Lord but still I hear you calling me those simple things that I once knew the memories are drawing me the simple things of prayer the simple things of Bible reading the simple things of devotion I must confess Lord I've been blessed but yet my soul's not satisfied so renew my faith restore my joy and dry my weeping eyes is there anybody who would lift your hand and say take me back Lord take me back I've gone too far I've gone too far I've crossed the boundary God I've it has become so routine it has become so regular it has become so normal don't I don't even feel any way when I sin because God I've allowed it to take root in my heart but in the name of Jesus Christ today the Spirit of God is using communion to help you to proclaim and to let it be a reflection for anyone who, who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself that is why many of you are weak and sick let me ask you a question don't raise your hand but how many of you are sick right here now and this is by no means a declaration that if you are sick it's because you have eaten the body no people people hear what they want to hear I'm saying for some Paul says that's what happens and you can stay there thinking even spiritually very well men died physically sickness physically so again if you're sick I'm not saying it's because in the past you have eaten no 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 sickness comes for all kinds of reasons but don't rule it out if you are not sure and if you know you have eaten and drinking the body and blood of the Lord unworthily then you have to examine it Paul says, let a man examine himself. Let every man examine himself. Have I taken the body and blood of the Lord just so, so, so? Presumptuous, so? Knowing that I needed to repent, but I didn't. Have I? Because if you have, Paul says, that's the reason. Many of you, he didn't say everyone, many of you are sick and some even die. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So in taking communion, we are to examine ourselves. We are to look in our lives. We are to do our own self-analysis and examination. Can somebody say amen? Praise God. The final point. Communion is not only a memorial, a proclamation, and a reflection, but communion is unity. Somebody say unity. Yes, 
Paul's major complaint about the way the Corinthians took the Lord's Supper uh, is that there are divisions among them. I hear that there are divisions among you and I partly believe it. I don't, I don't know why you are allowing these divisions brother Corinthian sister Corinthian I don't know why you are entertaining and embracing these kinds of divisions among yourselves don't you realize it's the trick of the enemy don't you realize it's the plan of the devil to deceive you they are not united in one fellowship as the church but each is only thinking of him or herself it is so sad today that that is such a truth that is plaguing the church today we are caught up in ourselves we are thinking about ourselves we are living for ourselves rather than for the corporate good rather than looking out for the good of each we are looking out for the good of ourselves and people were eating and drinking it all for themselves I mean the communion bread and wine sis they, they would come early and they would grab the biggest chunks and eat it as though it was some party and 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 don't how could you not realize that if this is to be communion the body and blood of the Lord it's not about filling up your stomach and in the same way that people would would not discern the body and blood of the Lord is the same way they would not discern the other things and the other sins and the other proclivities and the other tendencies and they would just lavish into the ungodliness but Paul says no this is not right you've got to be concerned about the unity of the body of Christ it's all about the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ and so communion is about unity you and I have got to realize I may not love you praise God but I should love you I've got to love you I don't care what you did I don't care what you are doing it's the love of Jesus Christ that is shed abroad in my heart I've got to love you as my brother I've got to love you as my sister even if I don't like your ways and so God is calling us today to unity my God when the church is united there is nothing that the devil can do to stop us from fulfilling the purposes of God would you stand on your feet with me right now because God is simply saying to Emmanuel my God when we come in the worship service when we think of one another my God yes our mindset should be on serving one another rather than merely our own needs and desires and beyond these four points of memorial proclamation reflection and unity yes there is something Jesus commanded us to take part in and we have got to 
do whatever we are called upon to do to make us right in the sight of God can somebody lift your hands and ask God to draw you closer can somebody lift your hands and ask God to come into your heart in a fresh way can somebody lift your hands and not just for seven seconds but for a while open your mouths and forget those around you and really go into a moment of worship as you contemplate what it is that God did for you when he went all the way to Calvary hallelujah father I thank you I bless your name I worship you I honor you I bless you I worship you I thank you for Calvary I thank you for Calvary I see a crimson stream of blood it flows from Calvary its waves which reach the throne of God are sweeping over me come on church lift your hands and just entertain the presence of the Holy Spirit